Broadcasting from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village, you're listening to The Incubator, the voice of the Atlanta Tech startup scene. The Incubator is a show featuring weekly interviews with Atlanta-based startup founders, influencers, and entrepreneurs, who they are, what drives them, and how they plan to change the world. Today's show is made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. And now, here are your hosts, Trisha Whitlock and Todd Schnick. Good morning and welcome back to The Incubator. I am your host, Todd Schnick, joined by my friend and colleague, Trisha Whitlock. Good morning, my friend. Uh, kind of a bittersweet conversation today, but uh, it promises to be a really fun conversation. I'm looking forward to it. I might tear up and go under the table at some point because I'm so disappointed that you're leaving me. But today we've got Aaron from ATV on the show. Yeah, we're joined by Erin Rosentowski. She's the community manager with Atlanta Tech Village. Erin, welcome to the show. Thank you for having me. Uh, the pleasure is ours. Thank you for hosting us here in this oh, great facility. Welcome. We're going to talk all about that. Uh, before we go there, however, do lead us off by sharing a bit about you and your background. Here at Atlanta Tech Village, I've been here for two and a half years, um, basically since we started. So, you know a little bit about, I'm assuming you know a little bit about the village and how we came to be through the brilliance of David Cummings and the fortune that he had coming out of Pardot. He had this amazing vision to create a place for entrepreneurs. And so when he bought the building and then started to form his team, myself and our other community manager, Karen Houghton, joined up and started to create this community. Which is no easy task because it's a huge building. It's a lots of companies. Um, you, d- you survived the complete build out of this place. Um, definitely lots of growing pains and successes as you went. And really, I would say that you are the soul of this building like when my whenever I reach out to ATV it's always you Um, and you've been a huge part of the startup scene here as well when outsiders come into Atlanta Atlanta Tech Village is one of the first things that kind of pops up on people's radars which makes sense because it's you know there's so much happening here Um, so that you've been a huge part of like when Steve Case came into town having to plan that um, and also hosting events in the physical space as well Um, so I kind of I'd love to hear about how you really created that sense of community community really from nothing, right? So kind of walk us through that process. So I definitely cannot claim claim sole credit for this. We have an amazing team here at the village. Karen and I kind of think of ourselves as like two halves to a whole brain. So she is very much curating and maintaining the community on the inside while I reach to the outside and engage with other community folks in Atlanta. So together, I mean, in our early days, like we would be at Ikea buying furniture and then spending Saturdays here building it together and coming up with all the systems and processes like, oh, what do we do when someone signs up? Like, what should the onboarding process be like? How do they get a desk? How do we pick, you know, where they're going to sit? And how do they feel, how do they get engaged with everybody else who's here? Because that's really what the value is, is that network and that connection between the entrepreneurs who are here. There are folks who are really, really experienced on their like seventh or eighth company. And then you have folks who've like just graduated college or they just left their corporate handcuffs and now they're starting something on their own. So really our goal was to try to create an environment that was conducive to getting connected. So we got to be really involved in the design of the place. So how many um, kitchen spaces should we have? What about the conference rooms? How big should the offices be? We really wanted to make offices to be small enough so that they would encourage you to get out of your office and, and utilize the shared spaces 
but not so small that you felt uncomfortable or on top of each other yeah. while you work. It was elbow a very elbow. fine balance. Um, and we actually, before we even started, we took a trip to New York and we visited a whole bunch of co-working spaces and shared spaces. We work, general assembly, tech space, and we were blown away by how many people they crammed into such small spaces. And we were like, what? We could fit like 10,000 people in our building. <laughs> and then we came back but and no we were like, fit. oh wait, but we live in the South and people aren't really into that in the South. And this is like a whole new kind of model for, for office space. So we had to balance that kind of reality with the dream we were trying to create and really the ultimate goal being putting as many people in here as possible so that those kinds of connections would happen quickly. Resources would be accessed much faster than they would be if like you were working in Midtown and you know you were working in Alpharetta. How can you cross paths quickly and efficiently? So through the space itself and trying to cram as many people in here as possible, but also through our events program. So that was another huge aspect of what we were trying to create. We honestly, when we started our um, events, we thought, all right, it'll be really cool if we could host like one event a week Week, like two events a week, like that'd be awesome. Now it's like two an hour. Oh my gosh, yeah. <laughs> like so, we quickly started to ramp that up. Realized like, whoa, we need an entire person to manage this. Hired an events person. Now we just recently hired a second events person. So I mean, we're hosting almost four hundred events a year. Wow. Some are our events, like you know, we have our weekly Friday lunch, which is amazing and something we conceived and put together. And monthly Atlanta Startup Village happened this past Monday. There's 400 or so people who come. Which um, has really become like the event in the startup world, I found. When I tell lots of people who are just starting to get into it, I'm kind of like the gateway drug of startup <laughs> events yes. is really Startup Village. You're able to see people pitch so you get an idea of the startups that are out there. The folks in the room range from heavy hitters to people that are there for the first time. Um, so it's been great to kind of see that transition from the old hype space to here and then grow so incredibly under John Bird's songs. Like, wings, I should say, um, that it's been just, it's wonderful for the community to have that kind of space. And really you guys have the largest meeting space around. So to have 400, and I've been to some that are like 700, there was a few there for a couple months where it really peaked um, in the spring. So I'm expecting to see that again this fall. Um, but really like there's such a, there's the availability of density because of the space to fit that many folks in a room. I mean, and granted when it's 700 people, people are like standing, but that's, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> Which is great. We're live streaming it now. And that, so that was one thing that was really important to us, not just being able to be a place where, gosh, we thought we'd max at 700 members and a member actually has a seat in the building. So, you know, there's not virtual memberships. Um, not everybody is here all at the same time every single day. But if you have a membership, there's a chair for you somewhere in the building. We thought we'd max out about 700. We're over 900. So the demand is there. It's an exciting place to be. And so being able to impact those 900 people, but but really being a community asset and being a place where the entire ecosystem can come and learn and meet and connect, like that's that's the bigger goal. We hope to impact 10,000 jobs over the next 10 years in Atlanta by what we've done here. Well, I think you're going to achieve that. You know, I'm no surprise to you, Aaron. Uh, we we've interviewed other co-working spaces, other shared spaces on this show, and I, you know, it's fun to see what they're trying to do, and I think the community can sustain that. I see ATV as kind of the the trailblazer in this, and certainly in this community. Two and a half years hence from when this thing started, uh, what have you learned? I mean, what, how are you evolving? How are you quote pivoting uh, into how this thing continues to evolve? Yeah. So much of our, I, I think there's some kind of 
distinct phases that we've gone through. When we first opened, we were a, um, a 1980s building with some traditional tenants still in. And so we were this weird mix of like, you know, folks scooting around on scooters and then like lawyers walking down the hall in suits. And so it was, people were like, what is going on there? And, you know, as you often happen with some entrepreneurial endeavors, we knew we were going to renovate the building the whole time. We knew it was going to needed to be a much more modern and um, tech focused space, but the demand was just there. And it was sort of like, well, let's see what happens if we just say, you know, we have 30 hot desks available and just kind of see if people are interested. And they were overwhelmingly interested. So we opened really kind of sooner, I think, than we planned to. So we were, the first phase was like, you know, desks from like a leftover lawyer desk and an Ikea desk and a cardboard box was like the first phase. And um, then we got into this, okay, we're, 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 some of our older tenants are leaving. They kind of see where we're going with this and that they're not really great fit. So they ended their leases, moved out, kind of took over the whole building. And then we started to fill the space, but then we started to renovate. So like completely ripped out everything in the building. Everything you see here is except the the concrete ceiling is new. So we were going through a huge phase of construction. And so during construction, we were still growing, but it was really with people who were trailblazers themselves, like willing to be here and be in the community while, you know, a hammer was being hammered on the floor above them. So that was an interesting phase to be in for sure. And all the folks who survived that, thank you. You're amazing. <laughs> Nothing but some patience, right? Yes. Yes. I mean. <laughs> so I'd love to find out more about how you were, especially originally curating the companies that came in here, right? We had Yik Yak come in, which has obviously been a huge success. Um, there was Voxa, which was we're doing great for a while and have since folded. So, I mean, there's definitely been kind of a, a big gauge of the folks that were here and, you know, kind of what's gone down. So, like kind of what is the decision process for choosing a company sure. to come in? So it's all about culture fit. We have these four core values. Be nice, dream big, work hard, play hard, pay it forward. Those are the foundation by which we determine if someone is a great fit. Obviously, you've got to be in technology. You know, t-shirt companies, not a great fit. Someone doing something in technology, something that is proprietary. So something that they're building and trying to scale. We do have a really great diverse community. So there are some service providers. There are folks who are, you know, an app development company who is building things, but it is not their own technology. They're building stuff for someone else. There's a handful of those folks in there, but it's the really the core focus is those proprietary technologies, new things happening, tech-enabled services, things like that. So we focus on those core values. We want to make sure you're kind of in the zone there. But beyond that, like we're not evaluating your business plan. We're not asking for your, you know, last customer metrics or anything like that. That is not really our focus, but creating a community that people are going to be involved in and committed to and willing to ask for help and willing to give help is really important. And I mean, it's it's statistics, right? Not every company in here is going to succeed. We know that. But what's very interesting about that is, so a company like Voxa who just, you know, didn't quite make it, they are immediately recycled back into the community and you see folks going either starting something else, going right into working at another startup in the village or 
easily and quickly being connected to another opportunity. And that's great to keep the talent as well. So being an opportunity where you can, if a company doesn't work out, that there's so much, that you're around so many other options. It's yes. great for Atlanta because then we don't lose those folks. We can exactly. keep them here. You're not having to spend six months figuring out what you're doing next. I mean, you're immediately next door. door. Mm-hmm. And that doesn't just happen. That's something you guys are really facilitating and really pushing, right? It's actually really organic. So Karen and I, um, as community managers, we, we, we kind of are, are there when you need us, but we're not there all the time. So in that we try to create environments where you can access the things you need or create connections that are just there. You know, we have a forum, we have a, a place, a place in our website on the members only side where we just kind of dump all of these things, all of these um, resources and things. And it's a great place to go to, to access. But of course, if someone comes to us and asks us specifically, we're always there to help and connect them to what they need. Of course. Kind of double as therapists sometimes. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Aaron, Trisha, and I will return after this short break. We'll be right back. This is Wes Moss, former host of Atlanta Tech Edge on NBC in Atlanta. I'm here today, though, to talk to you about my new digital financial advisory firm, Wella. Well, is an old English word that means wealth. Several years ago, my team realized there were too many people who needed help with their financial strategy, but couldn't get the help they needed because they didn't reach the high investment minimums of many financial advisory firms. To answer this need, we developed Wella, a digital platform that allows us to help people just like you get free financial advice and tools to better manage their finances. We also offer online investing and the ability to work with your own investment advisor with no minimums. Learn more at yourwella.com. That's Y-O-U-R-W-E-L-A.com. All right, we're back with Aaron Rosentowski, the community manager with Atlanta Tech Village. Well, first off, just thank you for all of the hard work that you've put into the ecosystem here. Um, running a space is not easy. And I say that as someone who was running a space with like 10 offices, <laughs> right? So I mean, I can't even imagine the scale that you've you know had to overcome to really make this place the success that it is. There's always chatter that, you know, there's competition between the co-working spaces and it's, you know, ATV versus Strongbox or whatever it is, other co-working spaces around town. But really, I mean, I know everybody and it doesn't really seem that that exists. So have you found that, that, that there is true competition between those folks or if there is those kind of negative sentiments or do you see it more as a cohesive, everyone working together type of environment? Yeah, so when we started, um, one, we kind of modeled ourselves off of a, a book called The Rainforest. So thinking about how the ecosystem in a rainforest is very diverse. It has a lot of different things in it and is kind of complete. Um, secondly, looking at what Brad Feld did in Boulder. He, his, his kind of thesis is that more is better, entrepreneur-led, supported by public sector. That's really what we've thought about the whole time. And so all these other spaces opening up, or I mean, Strongbox existed before we did. I mean, they're one of the first to pave the way for co-working in Atlanta. So we definitely don't see these things as competitive in that in the negative sense. I mean, there's a, there's a definitely a healthy aspect of competition, right? It pushes people to work harder and to be better. So in that aspect, I think everybody gains from all of these different spaces. And the end goal being that in Atlanta, we're trying to support entrepreneurs, trying to create jobs. I think every single space would say that, that their big goal is to try to impact the economic development of our city. So then in that sense, we're all in the same boat. So everybody's success 
is, is everybody's success. So, um, that said, I do think we're all a little bit different. You know, we all have, we focus in technology. A lot of SaaS companies are here. Um, people say, oh, you're just B2B. Well, that's actually not accurate. We have tons of B2C companies in here who are making connections with the things that they need. I mean, Yik Yak is a great example. Strongbox is, is in a different location. Folks on the West side, like if I lived on the West side, that would be a great place to work. You know, yeah. there's a lot of freelancers. There's a lot of, um, an artist too. Artists and, some and, cool I mean, creatives. a coffee roaster is coming in there, right? We would never be able to support a coffee roaster. So the fact that there is a place for that type of entrepreneur is fantastic. So all that together, I think, is great for Atlanta. Switch Arch is going to be super cool. It's going into downtown. I mean, being able to have these different little spots for entrepreneurs all over the city, I think is positive. Well, see, the way I look at it is, I mean, you're building a, a community here at, at, at the Village. But, uh, but Trish, I look at it as, as the, the tech startup scene in Atlanta, which is becoming more and more robust, is fed by all these different communities. And, all, and, and it's, it's building a bigger community. And as you said, they're all in the same boat. Well, it's the right tide lifts all boats. And I've been to some amazing events at these various communities. So to me, it's very positive that you can, you can spend an evening in Midtown, then spend a day downtown, you know, come back here on the weekend for a hackathon. I mean, to me, that's amazing. See, I rank it by coffee. And your coffee's pretty darn good. Um, I'm biased, but I agree. <laughs> Octane is tasty. So what is the, where do you find kind of that sweet spot for someone that is working at home in their basement and then deciding to take the leap and to start going into co-working space? Where do you kind of find that people take that leap of faith? Like how far along are they in the business or where do they kind of see that being like the cliff they're ready to jump off of? So I've actually seen people at at really different stages. Some people are still in idea stage and they just don't want to be at home, but also see the value to being around other people who are in the same boat or further along. Honestly, it's super smart. Like I wouldn't build my thing alone in a basement. Like you should be surrounded by other people so that you can bounce ideas off of or ask questions. I mean, I see it every day on our forum. People are posting cute, you know, questions. And then someone's like, oh, well, I'm in speed 525. I can help you come on up. So you wouldn't get that at home. But then you see companies that are fully formed or like a ground floor who existed doing really well based out of Raleigh, moved to Atlanta, wanted to set up headquarters in Atlanta, came to the village, spent some time here, grew some more and is now at ATDC. So that's, that is also a great way. Um, I feel like I'm like, everything is good. Like, I know I sound really like kumbaya, but... Um, but it really does feel that way. Yeah, it does part feel of that it. Way. Absolutely. <laughs> and which is great because everybody kind of really does cater to a different audience. And Ground Floor was great when they first moved here because I needed the connections that you all could provide and they were small enough that they could be here. And then to be able to get into ATDC, now Signature, what they were calling Select before, and be able to kind of utilize all the mentorship and really hardcore programming that they provide is fantastic as well. So it's interesting to see a company that maybe starts at Flashpoint, comes to ATV, it goes back to ATDC, eventually has their own space, right? So to see kind of that life cycle is very interesting. So it's good to, it's interesting to see your portion of that as well. And I think going that path, like utilizing the resources that there are yields you more success than let's say ground floor just moved down to Atlanta, took an office space somewhere and you know, you never heard about them. Like, I don't know. I, I think that the path that, that we are providing that all spaces like us are offering 
is fantastic for the success of these companies. Well, we got to talk about what's uh, what's next for Aaron. But one final question regarding the village. Uh, if I know uh, David Cummings, or I know this team, uh, you guys are already thinking about what's next for, for the village and where it's going and how it's going to evolve. What should we be looking forward to? Um, yeah, so I... Uh, to be honest, I don't know for certain. Um, if I had to guess, so the village is going to keep growing. We, you know, we see more and more companies wanting to be in here. We see companies graduating out. I think maybe a, the next step might be to kind of resurrect and revive our accelerator. So oh, we cool. we ran an accelerator for a while. Um, it was sort of like let's. I mean, as with kind of the whole village was, let's test it out and see what happens. Like, and it turned out really well. I think the accelerator is somewhat the same. So you, I would say you might see something around that happening in the future. Yeah, that would be fun to um, watch. As far as another building, I don't know. I mean, none of us are real estate folks. David's a software guy. Like, maybe, maybe not. We'll see. Who knows? There's plenty of other 1980s-ish buildings right? you guys can so fix buildings. <laughs> <laughs> well, the bittersweet news is that you are going to be leaving the village on the 31st of this month. So your time here has kind of come to an end. Um, I can only imagine how bittersweet that must be for you. Yes, it's, very. I mean, this kind of job is your, it really becomes your whole life. So it can be a little bit exhausting. And after like so many 18 hour days, you want to jump ship. So I'm curious to see what are you going to be doing next? I'm, I, I know that you're going to take a hiatus, which is well-deserved. And then after that, what is your next step? This all kind of happened earlier than I would have thought. I mean, at some point, you know, you, you take your experiences, grow, and you kind of move to the next thing, move to the next level. So unexpectedly, this kind of happened. I need to take some time off for personal reasons. And so it was, it, I, I thought about it as like, all right, it's a good time to kind of close one chapter and start another. Being able to, to leave the village and being able to see all these amazing things that I've helped have a hand in is, is awesome. And to see it being passed on to other folks is really cool. So I'm going to take a little bit of time off to de-stress and get myself together. And then I'll actually be joining another tech company in Atlanta. Um, and it's it's a really neat experience and opportunity for me because it's something that I never thought would happen in my life. I, I worked at this company right out of college. It was my first job ever. And um, I, I didn't know what a job was. I only lifeguarded and swim coached. Like swimming was my life. I was like, what are you doing in an office? What do you, what do you have to wear a suit? Like what? A real suit, not a swimsuit. <laughs> right. Except what was amazing about it was it was early stage tech startup with a founder who was really focused on um, a results oriented work environment. So, you know, you're an adult you are smart, you get your shit done and we're good to go. So it was super exciting for me being in that environment. I spent a couple years there. I was like one of the first salespeople to make a sale. Like I didn't know any of that. I did. I, I was a silly kid coming out of college. I just wanted to come back to Atlanta, didn't really know what I was doing. This company sounded really cool, but I didn't ask all the questions you're supposed to ask in an interview. Like, tell me about your, you know, your sales process and the history. Yeah, and, uh, know what you're you getting guys? into. Yeah, <laughs> I had no clue, but it was great. I mean, it was amazing to jump into something completely without knowing what was below me. So now they are, the company has grown tremendously. They're, you know, doing really, really well, have a, have a strong team. And so I'm coming back into a company that I know well, a product that I know well, that I really love. And, but it's a totally different stage, different cycle, place of, of, of the company. Um, so I'll be doing some business development stuff there. And I'm really excited to be able to take some of the stuff that I've learned here at the village. And I previously worked at Georgia Tech. So taking some of those community building aspects and 
I mean, I can't even describe all the things that I've learned here from like facilities related things to sales related things and marketing. And I mean, my gosh, the number of companies in this building, I'm like, Ooh, I've got like a a list on my hand of all these different tools and things that I love to implement in, in the, my Be their next first customer. Place. Yeah. I so love that. It's really exciting. Well, this is obviously like the luckiest company in Atlanta to be getting you. So are, can you tell us who it is? Yeah. So it's called Guild Quality and uh, the company does customer satisfaction, surveying and performance metrics for the construction industry. I am familiar with this company. I have interviewed. Oh, great. I'm uh, the name has escaped me. Who's the gentleman? Who, Jeff Graham. Jeff Graham. Yeah. I've interviewed him several times. It's a fascinating company. Yeah. Yeah. And it's interesting to see it. I mean, it's been, I think, 11 years since I started there. So obviously the construction industry has changed in that time. So it, it, it's really interesting to be going back there. Well, now I have to ask, so you talked about what you're going to do. Uh, go deeper there and how you're going to help and serve them. So obviously, there's some big shoes to fill when you leave. So who is going to become the next kind of face of the village? Yeah, so Karen Houghton. So Karen's been side by side with me the whole way. She's really been um, internal focused. So she's like the face that every member knows. And mine was more the face that folks outside the village knew. So Karen will be in that position now. Wonderful. Um, she's amazing. Obviously she knows the community inside and out. So she'll kind of take on those plugging into the rest of the Atlanta ecosystem. So you'll start to see her a little more often than you did previously. She'll getting, now she'll get all my emails. Yes. <laughs> Karen, Karen. Karen. <laughs> and then so who will be filling Karen's yeah. role internally? So we have hired a new community manager named oh, Carly. And so she just started this week. So she's learning the ropes. She's getting trained by Karen. So she'll be that internal community facing person. So villagers, if you haven't met Carly already, you're going too soon. She's amazing. And we actually also hired another event person to help Caitlin. Notice how all these team members are women. I mean, it's kind of awesome. Keeping us all organized. We run this place. (laughs) Yeah. So we've got an amazing team. Um, I'm really lucky to be able to have worked in this place with such an amazing team and then to know that there's some even more amazing people coming behind me. Well, you have one final responsibility and that's to share with us uh, some upcoming events that we should be aware of here at the village. So make sure you go to our website, atlantatechvillage.com. Go to the events page. There is certainly something that is interesting to every person. Some of our bigger events, I hope you come join us at lunch on every Friday. We do Startup Chowdown, noon. Come join us. Stick around for pitch practice. That's open to the whole community. I cannot speak highly enough about pitch practice. It is an amazing place to, among peers, practice your pitch, hone it, get it right before you go out there and have to do it for real. And then coming up in the fall, we have our semi-annual internship and career fair. So keep an eye out for that early November. If you want to work in the village, that's a great way to do it. If you don't have a company and you want to join a company that's in the village, come check that out in uh, the first week in November. All right. Your job is now done. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, Aaron, I'm sure you're familiar with Wella, but they're the ones that make this show possible. Yes, so it's time. Wella. So it's time for our Wella question of the week. So what is the best financial advice you have ever received? Okay. So the best financial advice I've ever received, um, I think came from my grandma, actually. So she always, she was so smart. She invested in the stock market, like on her own, figured it out. So she would always kind of push me to save money, pay yourself first, 
but then save the rest. If it's sitting in your bank account, you will spend it. So if you kind of out of sight, out of mind, put it to work somewhere else and you'll be good to go. And that's true. So I've tried to follow that. I like it. And that's our well uh, question of the week. Well, Aaron, I hate to say it. We are now out of time. Uh, before we let you go, how can people contact you? Should they want to keep connected to you? And, and uh, where will they be able to find information on Guild Quality? Cool. Yeah. So you can always find me on LinkedIn and Twitter, Aaron Roz, E-R-I-N-R-O-Z at tw- on Twitter. And Guild Quality is guildquality.com. Aaron Rosentowski, the current community manager at Atlanta Tech Village. We're grateful on behalf of all of us at the Incubator for your service to the community and appreciate it and good luck to you. Thank you so much. All right. Well, on behalf of our guest, Aaron Rosentowski, my co-host, Trisha Whitlock, I am Todd Schnick. We'll see you next week on The Incubator. You've been listening to The Incubator, recorded from the Wella offices, direct from the Atlanta Tech Village. This broadcast is a partnership between the Intrepid Now Media Network and Hypopotamus, and made possible by Wella, helping you on your financial journey every step of the way. The Incubator is directed by Andrea Risk and produced by Floyd Fischel. You can find The Incubator on iTunes, and leaving a rating and review on iTunes will be appreciated by all. Again, you've been listening to The Incubator. The show will return next week. We'll see you then.